0: welcome to episode 13 of the performance advantage podcast and we are talking about carbohydrates and endurance exercise what do you think when you think carbohydrates matt gatorade gatorade Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and for most i guess southern hemisphere we're probably more thinking powerade yeah powerade's like i don't know i always looked at it as like the poor person's gatorade because it's like... Man, Gatorade's like that in New Zealand. Like, really? Like, oh, Gatorade? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Gatorade's like the, the Pepsi to the Coke. It's better? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my point, yeah. right? So, okay. like, uh, Gatorade, you go to any, like, convenience store in the States, and there's pretty much, like, a whole wall full of Gatorades, like, different flavors. So you'll yep. have um, Glacier Freeze fiery tangerine <laughs> um, some things that are well obviously glacier freeze you don't know what flavor that is it's blue
0: yeah I was about to ask you like is that similar to the Powerade Mountain Blast
1: yeah like, yeah it
0: would be the same thing a little bit better I though. have not actually tasted a Mountain Blast but so you've never had a Mountain Blast <laughs> you're missing out well I mean yeah I mean like in in Powerade I have but in real life I haven't tried a Mountain Blast No, hmm. yeah, well not like a fiery tangerine right i mean
1: i I actually i'm really looking forward to going back and seeing this wall of just so many flavors it's pretty cheap too it's usually like i guess it would be about two liters for three dollars or something like that pretty good deal so obviously
0: you know you're smashing it all the time (laughs) yeah that's um i guess that's what we want to get into today um First of all, shout out to to Seamus, um, for last week's episode. Yeah, that was that's good. blowing up. Yeah, it was really crazy. <laughs> if you haven't listened to it, this is your first one. Go back to episode twelve. Listen to Seamus's episode where he, he took us deep behind the scenes of being a professional mountain biker. That was this awesome. is Seamus
1: Powell, five times national champion. Yeah, honestly, when I was watching, like rewatching the video of kind of Will's face when Seamus was talking, it was just like jaw drop kind of thing I'm like Will are you going to say something this is what I'm thinking to myself and like (laughs) Will's not saying anything so I'm like okay I need to jump in because some of the stuff that Seamus said I didn't think he'd ever say to anyone Um, and you know I've heard his stories and you know we obviously stay in touch uh, you know pretty much every day he actually just called me and I hung up on him because I'm like oh no bro doing the (laughs) podcast but uh, so I've heard it before and then I'm thinking about how this would sound as the first time someone heard it, it was like, whoa, man, a little bit of sweat coming off my forehead. I was thinking, I don't <laughs> think he should be saying this on the radio or on the podcast. But he did. And, uh, he, you know, he has no regrets with it. It's just real life.
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was really, really cool. Um, and I was, my jaw was like, wow, this is awesome. I never have heard this side of it. Like, um, You know, because there's a couple of professionals that I work with. They're not on in a team. They're they're individually sponsored, and I know how much that sucks. But I just, um, yeah, you just sort of, I don't know, just the outward perception of those guys seems so much um, like they have it all.
1: Yeah, Um, but it's like anything in life. It's a bit of smoke and mirrors. Like you project the image that you want to project, Um, and you know, like
0: yeah, and that's even different. Like when the team is doing it for you. Yeah. But at the same time, from
1: someone who wants to be in that position, like, there's a lot of athletes out there that would be stoked to have, like, as many bikes as they need for the season and, um, you know, a travel budget, you know? Like, for some people, that would be amazing. Um, So I think it's also a bit of um, perspective and kind of what you want to hear kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, that could be all someone needs or wants and you know could put them over the edge and they could be a five-time national champion
0: yeah yeah well enough about last week's episode (laughs) let's talk about carbohydrate matt yeah
1: yeah um so i know you have a pretty good understanding
0: of carbohydrate having done like a phd in the area um (laughs) yeah and you've also um taught this at the university level as you reminded me yeah
1: well we were going over it before and will's like I forget what you said,
0: but um,
1: something about, I don't know anything about carbohydrates, you know, that was basically <laughs> it. I was like, uh, you know, I taught this for five years at a university. I have a pretty good understanding of how carbohydrate works. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the topics I wanted to cover in this, um, and we talked about it beforehand to making sure we we're on the same page, is really the, the do's and don'ts and the misconception um, of how carbohydrates should be used for endurance sport. Um, so the, I guess the first thing, like, what are the biggest mistakes you see? Uh, well, I can tell you that from experience,
1: I made all of these mistakes, <laughs> and um, probably the main one is always having carbohydrate on every exercise session. And you know, maybe it sounds silly to some people, but. This is kind of what I thought I had to do. Like, I thought I had to have Gatorade every time I went for a ride. So even on, like, an hour recovery ride, I'd be, like, smashing up a Gatorade, you know? (laughs) Uh, And, you know, first off, like, besides exercise at all, you got the first thing, which is money. So it's costing you every time you have it. And second off, it's really bad for your teeth. So that's why (laughs) endurance athletes uh, oftentimes we'll have just bad teeth because they're just smashing so much sugar. It's sugar. Bottom line is it is sugar. Um, and yeah, you just need to like sugar is going to kill us all. Like if cancer doesn't get us, (laughs) it is, it is. And this is what I said, like the first day in this university course, I would say if cancer doesn't get us, it's diabetes and heart disease that's going to get us or both. Right, and so we need to be careful when it comes to sugar and these sports drinks. They're sugar. So, be careful with your teeth. Okay. Yeah. Thanks,
0: Dad. Yeah. I could go on. Like I could ramp for this. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I made all the mistakes as well. My tooth fell out. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I have really no, um, you know, explanation for why that happened other than like swilling sports drink. Um, for three hours at a time during a long ride, you know. Um, this was early on in the piece, but uh, yeah. So I guess the first misconception, um, which is an easy, very easy one to make, is you read the research. Maybe you don't read the research, like you read the articles. You read the that abstract, come out. and then actually yeah, you or read the, the or the back of a, a packet, like you know you need, you know, like Powerade, Gatorade. They're telling you you need this. Okay. And that is not wrong because based off of science within the term that they're using it in terms of endurance exercise, taking an exogenous carbohydrate, which is like a sports drink or a gel or a bar, will help you to perform better. There is no argument there. But then when you're doing an easy recovery ride, run, or like a session under an hour, even two hours in some senses, um, you don't need carbohydrate. But a lot of the times you don't have that information. The people selling you the stuff aren't going to tell you, hey look, you don't need this. You only need this for very high intensity exercise over an hour, very specific performance based training sessions and racing. All they say is you need this every 20 minutes plus this other product that we need pre-workout and this Recovery product post. Well,
1: yeah, it's like gels. If you read the back of a gel, they'll tell you have one fifteen minutes before your event, which I think is just a, a horrendous mistake. And it, it says that. Oh my that, god, though.
0: that is like the worst thing I see on the start yeah. line of any event is someone taking sugar just before the start of the event. I uh, oh, will get. We'll get yeah. into it. <laughs> but it
1: tells you to do that, right? It tells you to have one. Pretty much on the start line, and I see people doing that, and I just want to like grab it out of their hands and chuck it straight in the ocean.
0: Um, yeah, I was doing an Ironman, and someone was taking it, and I was like, "This is the worst time to be taking carbohydrate." Yeah,
1: yeah, but then it, like it tells you to have one every fifteen minutes. So in New Zealand, a gel costs what, like fifteen dollars oh. or something like that. <laughs> so like nah, you no, know
0: like but actually from the bike shop, you know, like a specific glue or kif glue. Go or Cliff Bar um, is like four or five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's a cost. Yeah. Um, but let's at least um get into the science and the base information behind why we're ranting okay. about this, Max. Because everyone's probably like, "Well, they're just calling me out here." Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I have yeah. no idea why. Yeah, well,
1: um, I think having like we've both been there and we've both made those mistakes. Um, it's hard to get. Like, it's, you can't tell everyone. So, the whole world doesn't listen to our podcast. If they did, you know, we would hope that, you know, they weren't doing making these mistakes that we made, right? <laughs> That's the whole point. Um, but uh, we can't reach everyone right away. And, you know, once they hear this, you know, we won't call anyone in. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so, let's just uh, start off, Matt, for, for why you should be taking oh. carbohydrate. So this is
1: where we get into the yeah.
0: five W's, right? The yes, five ma'am. W's with yeah. Dr. Will. Uh, so according to Wikipedia, yeah. they go, wait, I'll get my notes, uh, who, what, when, where, why, and how. Yeah, that's six though, is isn't it? Yeah, oh, how? Yeah. Um. So let's, so the, um. well actually it's who. That's number one. Okay. Not why. So we won't get into why straight away. We'll get into who. So who should be taking carbohydrate?
1: I think you kind of just said it before. And that would be endurance athletes doing a highly intense exercise or an event
0: over an hour and a half. Hour. Hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd say as well. Hour, hour and a half. Um, So either a training session or a race in which you are looking to perform optimally for over an hour, hour plus. Um, That's when you need carbohydrate. Um, And then the other time would be if you were doing low-intensity exercise for greater than two hours. Yeah. Cool. So, and when we're talking about who, we're still talking, so that's the basis, still talking men, women, we're talking you know, kayaking through to, to road running, um, like just endurance exercise. So what do you
1: think about team sports? You know, because we might have listeners that are into team sports.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, team sports is similar <coughs> to endurance sports. So what team sports allows... Um, and which goes back to, go to episode 2, listen to the low carbohydrate exercise one. That goes more into the recovery period because in endurance sport we're um, pretty much on. Once the gun goes, we, we don't stop. Okay. Um, whereas in a team sport, they are interspersed with hard efforts of 10 to 20 seconds followed by from 10 seconds up to a minute or more of passive or active recovery um so that is you know jogging to the penalty box or um, getting in a fight walking to the yeah uh being behind the try line like there's so many parts in which you are able to regenerate your carbohydrate stores um or at least maintain blood glucose so for them like it's it's as it's as important in that you know one hour plus range yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm just thinking back to my baseball days. Um, oh, you know. uh, okay. Well, that's a different kind of, you know, that's almost like on the level of golf. Um, so, oh. as long as you had like one beer every every twenty I mean, minutes I was, or so, you should I was, be. I was all right. a
1: kid, so I pretty much just stood in the outfield with my glove on my head, you know, <laughs> spinning in circles. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I because you see these people, um, you know, like. You watch TV, and you watch a sport, and you see them smashing something that is in a Gatorade-ish looking bottle. You're like,
0: oh yeah, I need that sports drink too. Yeah, often that's water. Like, it's not sports drink. That's why it's (laughs) not directly in, uh, like, the bottle you get off the Supermarket shelf. Um, It's sort of like uh, Red Bull have the soda water in the cans. Oh, I
1: thought that was like an industry secret. Now it's public.
0: Yeah, yeah oh no i read it online
1: (laughs) yeah well i mean i would like to get my hands on some of those if i could crack open a red bull looking thing and just i would look so cool
0: yeah Um, i know if you could like be doing an instagram story smashing like you know a 500 mil red bull at like 6 (laughs) a.m or 6 p.m oh that'd be (laughs) lit that'd be
1: awesome yeah I'd, i'd love to have a soda water and not absolutely smash my teeth with sugar the carbonation might ruin them
0: but who cares Hey, Matt, let's get back on track. Um, we've done the who, I think. Getting off track isn't a bad thing, is it? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But people are like, why aren't I allowed to gel Okay. 15 minutes well, before the start I'm of sure my race? Fast forward to the why. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I guess from, from who is the, is the is the what. Okay. Go ahead, What? what um so when we talk carbohydrate we we can store it in our body okay and the i guess the most fundamental level of carbohydrate that people know is sugar right so that's that's what's um in your gels it's in your sports drink it's um it's in your body um and and we can store that in our muscles so that's like if you just go out and exercise let's say um Matt people do this all the time they'll get up they won't have any breakfast or anything they'll just shoot out the door and go for some exercise and uh, when they're doing that depending on the intensity there'll be some level of carbohydrate needed to, to get them through that workout um, and where that carbohydrate is coming from is stored as glycogen in your muscles so we have carbohydrate in our body which is one of the reasons why we don't need it You know need to drink a Gatorade every single session Um, and then if you go back to episode two it's why we also don't need it need carbohydrate you know even within our diet throughout the day Um, yeah so Matt you I guess you cover that's that's me going over carbohydrate in our body it's there it's in our muscles there's a little bit in our liver there's some glucose sugar in our blood and pretty much that's going to sort us for most of what we need to do so then what about the outside the body
1: yeah first off let me just say that uh, that was just beautiful
0: yeah oh, cool. that was really Thanks. good i've had a lot of practice at okay. doing that Yeah, that
1: was good um we'll have to put that in the highlights reel for sure yeah yeah that was good that was, a, that was a really good overview of like kind of what's going on i think what i'd like to add is um we don't always need to use the carbohydrate kind of unless we're going at more of a higher intensity. So if it's a really, really low intensity, we're not going to use a whole lot of that. Um, And it's once we start going harder um, is when we need it more.
0: Yeah, and that's because carbohydrate is really fast and efficient at um, converting its stored energy into mechanical energy. So if you think about, um, Matt, you know the Fast and Furious movie, uh, it. Which I'm a big fan yeah. of, especially Tokyo Drift. Uh, you know, they press the NOS button and they just, um, you know, go from, I don't know, they must be in about 10th gear by then and they change up two more gears or maybe down five um, and go about 50 k's an hour or 30 miles an hour faster. Uh, it's that kind of thing. That's what carbohydrates doing for you. You know, you've got your general petrol tank, which is your fat, stored body fat. And then you put the nos button on the uh on the carbs
1: yeah uh, you must have practiced that one too because that was that was pretty good
0: uh, yeah yeah it was it, it's been my life uh for the last <laughs> i don't know eight years or so so yeah I've, i'm getting good at my carbs analogies
1: yeah,
0: yeah cool yeah so your it's your turn um to sum up exogenous carbohydrates
1: So, exogenous is going to be something that you take from the outside, right? That's what it means, and you put it Mm. into your body. So, it comes from the outside, whereas endogenous would be within your body already, and that's your stored glycogen in your muscles and in your liver. So, the exogenous, and we're talking about what here, that's your Gatorades, and that's your, or your Powerade, if you're poor, Uh, (laughs) 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 or your gels or your bananas that you're taking with you on your endurance exercise, or that's your bagels, right? So any kind of carbohydrate, that's going to be your exogenous carbohydrate. And you can have that in your meals, and that's going to top up your glycogen stores as well. Or you can have it during your, um, or, you know, also give you energy, kind of, it'll top up your stores. Or you can have it during your exercise, and that'll also you know kind of top up your stores and make sure that you don't run out of the glycogen that's stored
0: yeah right so that's that's pretty much the the what um in terms of in and out of the body um and so we move on to the third which is when and i would sort of (coughs) clump when and where together i guess when being like when should we take carbs and where in terms of where are we going to get them um because those two is kind of like you know if we're going to have them in terms of a when 15 minutes before that's sort of like well where are we going to get our carbs from and when so i'll um we'll clump yeah put those together the sort of the when and where and then we get into the why so when and where matt um for for me i have um the Dr. Will O'Connor drip feed method for oh, carbohydrate okay. intake during uh, endurance I, I exercise. I don't know this one, so you're going to wow me here as well. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's a simplistic way of digesting a... Digesting a bit of a pun there. Um, a complex... Uh, that's a pun uh, as well. Yeah, complex carbohydrate. Right, thank you. Uh, yeah, so the drip feed method is, as it sounds you want to drip feed yourself carbohydrate throughout your exercise what you want to avoid is large um it's termed a large bolus or a large chunk of carbohydrate all at once why and that's because you can only digest so much at um one point in time so the maximal 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 you can absorb it's 90 grams an hour um now if you took all 90 grams of carbohydrate of sugar straight at one point in time um it would still probably take you like an hour to digest it you know so you, you and what would happen um during that is like your concentrations and your gut would be all thrown off and like you you might need more water or less water it gets pretty like complex and um as the body is and maybe you're going to end up um getting the shits or throwing up pretty much that's that's how it works uh so if you're able to drip feed yourself like continuously then you're able to put the carbs in absorb it put in the blood put in the muscles good to go put a little bit more in so you're just continuously drip feeding um your system carbohydrate and the the best way to do that is to sip on a sports drink so you got your sports drink. It's made up of, um, you know, your Powerade or your Gatorade, and if you can just keep sipping that, like that's gonna, that's gonna do really well to ensure that your blood sugar doesn't drop. Um, so that's pretty much a basic overview of the the drip feed yeah. method. But then, like, cycling is gonna be, especially like say an Ironman bike ride, that's gonna be the easiest time at which you can monitor your carbohydrate intake. If you're doing a mountain bike and it's super technical, or you're doing a running race and they only have aid stations and you can't wear um, a hydration pack, like then you it gets a little more complex about how you're going to be able to drip feed yourself these these carbohydrates. Yeah, I, I have so, a funny
1: story actually, and I always told this story when we got to this part of the course at the uni, and it always like people always thought it was funny, so. But it was my personal experience with doing a massive bolus of carbohydrate. Okay, so here it goes. So we have this like mountain bike race series and they're massive like one loop tracks. So we'll do like 50 miles and it takes quite a long time. So you take all your food with you. There's some aid stations and stuff. It's really bumpy trail, so pretty slow. So what I did is I was like, well, you know what? I need a lot of energy on this long race. I'm going to take a can of Monster with me, <clears throat> and I put it in my hydration pack. I was like, you know, I'll just stop halfway, pour this into my water bottle, and then I crush the can, put it in my pack again, and I'll be on my way. It won't take long, and I'll just smash it really quickly. So I did that. And uh, would you believe it? After I smashed this Monster, which you know, didn't really sit well because it was carbonated, after I smashed that Monster, I was like, yeah, sweet, I got all this energy, I can make it through the race, I totally cracked. I just, I just couldn't go on, right? And when I think about this drip feeding thing, you know, we could smash a bagel right now and it has tons of carbohydrates, um, but that doesn't mean we're going to be able to digest them all really quickly and use them all right away. So what, what can happen, though, is that um, since the concentration of that carbohydrate is so high, it actually slows, out, slows down the rate of emptying from your gut into your bloodstream. So you can you can crack by having too much carbohydrate. And that's why something like the Gatorade or even your Powerade, um, as small of a company as they are, the concentration of their carbohydrate is such that it empties out of your gut at the optimal level. So there's 7% concentration. So that's 7% sugar to, you know, uh, so 7 grams of sugar to 100 mils of water, right? And that's yeah. going to empty at an optimal rate. So any less than that you could be getting more out any more than that and you might not get as much out what are your thoughts on that
0: yeah that's that's pretty much it um you know if we get super super complex um keep it yeah, short there's different there's, there's, <laughs> there's different linkages um, you know that's why it's called complex carbohydrate because it's highly branched um which you know adds another layer of to the digestion but yeah that's pretty much it like the only other point at which you can get a little bit more in, like, so generally it's around sixty grams an hour. You can get up to that ninety grams. One if you're, you know, um I guess highly exposed to eating carbohydrate during exercise. But the other one is just the the ratio. Some people may have seen the fructose glucose situation, which are just two different types of sugars, and they use two different transporters so they can get through your um your gut a bit quicker so you can get actually more but those two combined um form sucrose and sucrose is your if you have sugar in a cake or whatever that's sucrose so you actually get the two that you need and then the other sugars that people um people these companies will have in there it's a multidextrin so just if you're looking on the back this is really quite helpful you look on the back of the packet it's going to say glucose it's going to say sucrose it's going to say maltodextrin and then maybe it will say high fructose corn syrup maybe it will say just fructose um, but all of those are essentially they're all sugar and the maltodextrin is just lots of glucose molecules joined together um, sucrose is fructose and glucose joined together glucose is just glucose and so that they're all essentially doing the same thing they're just helping you digest that glucose at different rates um so glucose is the fastest sucrose is the second fastest multidextrin is the third fastest so i guess the the slowest of the fast digesting before we get to complex and that's your banana your bagel um your bars like all of that kind of stuff and uh so that's just you know if you're looking on the back of the packet i think that's that's kind of helpful people can start to go oh yeah does this because if it just has one mm-hmm. you're probably you know not as it's it's not as well yeah made. that's
1: why you don't take it like an iced tea with you right <laughs> in a race you know it's going to be like yeah just yeah sucrose or something like that so you can yeah, do a bit better um
0: and that's why right and <laughs> one of the Things that annoys me is people spending, like, $8 on Goo Chomps or, like, mm. Cliff Shot. Uh, like, they're lollies. Like, lollies or candy um, is sucrose and multidextrin. Like, it is no different than what's in your Powerade or what's in your fancy lollies or candy. Um, your sports waffles and all of that, all they have potentially different is um, some... Uh, electrolytes. But uh, otherwise, you're literally just spending five times the amount you could spend on Pick-A-Mix.
1: Pick-A-Mix is a bag, like when you go to the grocery store and you scoop out your own candy. It's, you know, gummy snakes, sour worms, gummy bears, you know, the good stuff.
0: It's cheaper. Yeah, It
1: does the same thing, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's just um, doesn't have all of the i guess advisories around like you should take one of these every blah 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 and take you know this many on other yeah. times um <laughs> and that they are a little less um scientifically formulated so i mean you know these these cliff and goo and other nutritional companies have actually measured the digestion rates of their candy um compared to uh, i don't know who's a large um Haribo. Yeah. yeah. They haven't quite figured it out, but for the most part, as long as you're having one Haribo every 5 minutes, you'll get through it. I'm just imagining like a bag
1: of Haribo like the, you know, the cherries that are connected. I think that's Haribo, right? <laughs> yeah, um yeah. I don't I don't
0: know, but I yeah, know the ones you're talking I'm about. I'm just
1: imagining them saying have 6 cherries or, you know, 5.5 cherries every 4 minutes or something like that.
0: the the high performance sport new zealand recommendation and this may just be cycling so i won't blanket the whole organization and cycling high performance high performance like the pinnacle of new zealand cycling was five to six snakes or jet planes post ride okay that was it didn't matter if you just like bike down to the shops it was like you know, you got to get your five to six jet planes or snakes. Yeah. Okay.
1: That's interesting. But uh, you know, maybe there's something there, because five to six jet planes post race, right, is better than having no jet planes
0: post race, right? Should we talk yeah, about that? I mean, that? if if jet planes is the control, um, no jet planes or no carbs is the control. But um, you see what I'm saying, sure, right? So wait, because. Yeah, no, I know, I do I do. Yeah, for some people like that's gonna actually, um, you know, change the whole rate of um adaptation. So let's look through. So we've done the who, we've we've done the what, um, the why and when. So well, where and when? Sorry. Um, let's get into the the when. Yeah.
1: So okay. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on why you don't smash the gel on the start line.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, so we'll start start of the what, race
1: to the end of the race
0: yeah alright so let's go the The morning of um, at least at the very minimum two hours beforehand and I was going over this with an athlete um, who had a big race coming up and I was like look when I say eat your meal two hours before the beginning of the race you need to incorporate the time it takes to eat your meal and the time you start warming up you know, because if you start at, let's say your race is at 8am, 6am you start eating your meal, you're obviously scrolling Instagram, Facebook and your emails, so it's going to take at least 15 minutes to eat it. You're probably going to warm up at least 20 minutes before, now you've only eaten an hour 15, so you've got an hour 15 of nervous you know, time where you're expecting to digest a full meal, um, that's just not going to happen. So generally, I'll say three hours before start eating your meal. That's going to allow you. Obviously, you've got the fight or flight. People know how many times you go to the toilet before a big race. Like you, your digestive system is not working optimally. The blood's being put everywhere else because you're in a, a heightened sense of um, excitement. So anyway, three hours before you want to get your carbohydrates in eat your meal, make sure they're simple-ish, like you've got plenty of time, it doesn't need to be sugar. If it's sugar, then you're just going to increase the rate at which you start to burn your stored sugars. That's not what we want. We want to preserve that glycogen that's stored in your muscle. Anyway, so we eat, then it allows us to digest it. It doesn't need to be a huge amount. You should have got all your carbohydrate you need in the day before or the two days before. That's your carbohydrate loading? Yep, and um, as I discussed in the low carb episode 2, um, that doesn't matter if you're low or high carb, you still need a carb load. Anyway, you're just topping up. You know, Maybe you've burnt some off over the night. You need to have you know, breakfast anyway. You've got three hours to get through um, before the start of your race. So there we're just topping up. You know, it's probably... You want to have something that you've always had that's easily digestible, some oats, um, some basic cereal toast or whatever. Then once we get to the race, you pretty much don't need anything. Like you're good, you're done. Now where the recommendation for taking a gel um, 15 minutes before the start or 20 minutes before the start uh, has come from, has been to compensate for what you've lost during your warm-up to make sure like you're super topped up. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite work like that. Um, once we introduce simple carbohydrates or so sugar into our system, that heightens our, the rate at which we burn carbohydrate. So, when you are taking a gel just before the start of the race, you now start to burn the carbs you have, which are only limited, you can only store so much in your muscle, you're now starting to burn them faster. Uh, so right on the start, you're you're putting yourself on, on the back foot a little bit. Um, which, you know, for a one hour race or whatever, not so important, but if you're doing it in Ironman, that's not where you want to be. Like in an Ironman, you want to be completing that whole swim without, obviously you can't really, you know, for an hour plus, you can't take any carbs in. Um, that's a great point to be in, it allows the body to settle into the exercise and start to burn you know get right into um a high rate of fat oxidation burning your fat and not relying on your your sugars um so i think i've talked enough about the start maybe and now i'll let you take over for the in the exercise cool and if you have any comments on that
1: yeah i'm I'm just one of the things that i think about when you're standing on the start line sometimes you're standing there for quite a long time i think in a mountain bike race if it's uci they're going to line up for an XC race, maybe 15 minutes before. And in that 15 minutes, you're not moving, right? So one of the things that gets our carbohydrate to where it needs to be is this um, the muscles contracting, right? And if they're not contracting, we need to have a little bit of insulin released, right? Because there's this, all this glucose circulating around. It needs to go somewhere. So insulin kind of needs to do its job. And ins- when insulin's released, we, we don't feel that great. Right? We can feel a bit lethargic. And if you're doing that on the start line, uh, that's probably not a great way to start the race as well. So we have the point that you talked about, and that's one of the things that I think about as well, especially if it's something where we really need to concentrate. Um, so if we're standing around for a really long time, maybe try and avoid uh, getting in your carbohydrates. So for the enduro racers as well, you know, don't take your, jet, your nutrition at the top, take it in your liaison. And things like that
0: yeah um, cool and then so with the when um, when are you taking your your carbs in throughout the race
1: just start drip feeding it uh, from the go a lot of times when you're taking in sugar it makes this like funny feeling in your mouth Um, and so especially in like say the first lap of a mountain bike race you're going really really hard makes it feel a bit weird to breathe. So a lot of times we'll say just, you know, maybe start having your carbohydrate, um, I don't know, in maybe the second lap or halfway through the first lap or something like that, just to avoid that. Uh, but really you just kind of start drip feeding it as you're going.
0: Yeah, so um, with that second lap kind of thing, that's my recommendation of, uh, depending on the length of the vent, uh, you want to be exercising between half an hour and an hour before you start to take your carbs on. Um, carbohydrate and most like exogenous, so the, the, the sports drinks and everything, um, what they're doing is they're allowing you to maintain a certain exercise intensity. Um, what they're not doing is providing you with the energy to exercise, um, so if for the most part we're burning about a thousand calories an hour, um, 700 to a thousand calories an hour depending on our weight and intensity, but that's um, what we're burning and we're only going to get uh, about a hundred from, from a gel or whatever, um, maybe a little bit more, uh, but definitely not 700, we can't eat that much. So you need to understand that the carbs you're taking in aren't the source of energy that's getting you through the race. The carbs you're taking in should only be considered as that top up. It's ensuring that the glycogen you're burning and the blood sugar you have in your body does not drop below a certain level that causes you to hit the wall. So for those of you that are thinking, man, I never take carbs. I might take like one gel for like a three hour event. Um, What's happening is the glycogen in your muscles is going down, and your blood sugar is starting to drop. And once those two get below a critical level, you're done. You like your 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 body sends signals to the brain that says, "This is not healthy. We need to slow down. Um, otherwise, a, a bad ca- ca- catastrophic event is going to occur." And this is not so you are forced to slow down whereas if you start to drip feed yourself you slow the rate at which the the muscle glycogen is used and you reduce the risk of your blood sugar dropping below a certain level becoming hypoglycemic and by doing that you then can prolong the rate at which you can you know exercise at a high intensity so that is what um, carbohydrate supplementation is doing it's supplementing your stored glucose and carbohydrate otherwise um yeah you if you think i need to get 700 calories in or i need to get as close to this as possible you're going to try and take on too much and you're probably going to take on too much at one point in time and it's going to overload the gut and then you're going to end up with none like compounding situation
1: yeah yeah i was just kind of thinking when you were talking there I guess there would be people that maybe wouldn't take in any carbohydrate, you know?
0: Oh, there's lots. There's lots of the two the two most common mistakes I hear are not taking enough and taking far too much. Um, in in most instances. So, you know, people will be they just have understandably so, no idea. Yeah. Like they've probably come into the endurance sport later and ideal predominantly with um you know long distance runners, triathletes, trail runners, like ultra endurance athletes. And so a lot of it's very low intensity, so in training they can do two hours without taking anything. Or the odd banana or something. But they get into a race, they start to exercise a little bit harder, and they start to go for ten to fifteen hours and um you know they're not taking anything on until they feel hungry at hour four or five and by then they've burnt off far too much of their glycogen and it's like, you're not going to start storing something once you're already into an event, and and then, you, then you're getting into trouble. Yeah,
1: and I think it's important to note that actually you do start burning some of your stored carbohydrate, even at a low intensity, because um, it's not like we suddenly, like, go from 253 watts, we're burning fat, and then we're at 254 watts, and we're burning um, carbohydrate. It's kind of always happening all day. Um, and then when you're going harder, it's just at a higher rate.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly using an array of different muscle groups, and some of them just aren't efficient enough to burn fat. So there's going to be carbohydrate usage within those. Um, you know, some runners are going to have to pull themselves up uh, a slight incline, maybe grabbing a tree or f- lifting their water bottle. Yeah, no scrawny They don't have arm no, muscles. No, that's yep. all. It's going to be. I mean, would they have to it's type It's all carbs. Two? That's. It's like <laughs> it's all type one muscle fiber yeah. in there. It's uh, power, um, but yeah, you know, and um, there's also uh, at the biochemical level, you need you actually need carbohydrate to form um, oxaloacetate to to generate the TCA cycle. Pretty much, you need carbs to burn fat. Um, so, like, it just it just needs to be to be taken care of um and and the best way to do that is is nothing too complex it's just ensuring that you can get in at least six or at at least 40 grams an hour up to 60 is my recommendation because beyond that is is pretty risky territory you're going to want to have a, a very specific plan and have um really experimented with it uh yeah and you're going to want to ensure that you get enough water um with your carbohydrates uh, throughout the vent but the main one is yeah have have a plan so that's part of what I do as my as my job is I help athletes um plan their carbohydrate intake protocol from you know maybe the Monday or the weekend before all the way through to um the the end of the race
1: yeah you have a a, a diet plan in there, don't you I think one of my athletes bought one and used it for the nationals race
0: oh yeah no um as part of the endurance training hub yep um members get access to all of that kind of stuff yeah. for free thanks for reminding me yeah, Matt. well i just remember uh, that plan
1: because yeah. um i think it's nice to think about you know carbohydrate loading and that stuff and maybe what to do the morning of and all that but and that's its just some good guidelines there
0: yeah and that's why we started this podcast and i started the endurance training hub you know online membership platform is to create a a hub of information that allows athletes to access the stuff that they need from a reputable source i mean you and i both have phds and we've spent you know the last sort of decade uh involved in this at a very high level so i think it's you know if you want to get expert opinions but you can't you know afford it once off um for consultations or ongoing coaching then for like $49 Forty nine dollars, Kiwi. You can jump in, and I'll, I'll I answer questions all the time. It it helps all the members, and um, same with this podcast. You know, we get questions, and we're able to answer them sort of more in depthly, and it helps us to you know get our brand out there. Yeah,
1: that's like two U S dollars
0: or something like that, isn't it? Forty nine yeah, Kiwi. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah, maybe, maybe like $2. yeah, that's a pretty $2. good deal. Yeah, U S. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah compared to what you pay for some of the stuff that we offer in the states man pricey yeah yeah like a Gatorade so do we have any more free. <laughs> yeah, pretty... um yeah I think we've sort of been going over it but it's the why so I mean we've done the, the where the where and the when or maybe we should just jump on the where a little bit more like where are you getting your carbs and what are th- what what are the different forms offering? So we got the drinks, and we and, got the uh, jet planes. We got like the the candy, the hard solid, simple carbs. Um, so we got the gels, the the lollies, candy, and and the drinks. Um, the drinks are the are what you should go for because that allows you to get the fluid, and the and the carbs. Um, one recommendation I do with that is like so water is your first and foremost form of hydration now so you don't want to be relying on your sports drink as your main form of hydration because depending on the event and what's going on you could be getting really really thirsty and then you start drinking more and more sports drink and that's again overloading the GI gastrointestinal tract and um, and you, you get into issues there so you want to have water as your main source of hydration Then you want your sports drink, which is like completely optimal concentrations and everything for you to drip feed and drink as you need and uh, Then there's gels. So like I'm about to do a marathon this weekend Um, They've got aid stations at which I can drop my own bottles. So I have a gel with uh, 200 mils to 250 mils of of water Um, and I just squeeze the gel into the bottle and I can pick that up and drink that over the course of, like, the next few minutes rather than having to, like, throw Powerade at my face and hope that some of it goes in my mouth. Um, and I can do that every every 20 minutes, you know, to ensure I get, you know, that 20, 25 grams of carbs per gel. I can get that 60 um, plus per hour. Um, so, so then, and also when I'm doing my ultra running, you know, I... I just carry as much water as I can, and then I have gels that I'll take throughout the throughout the race um, to ensure you know maybe I won't take the whole thing. I might take a half every ten minutes to ensure I'm getting that. Uh, so, what are your thoughts with-
1: of um, athletes? Like I see this a lot with mountain bikers, especially they'll have something like a Gatorade in their water bottle, and they'll have something like a gel taped to their top tube. And so they'll have both of those throughout an event. What are your thoughts on that?
0: yeah that can be um depending on like the heat and the environment um you know i'd written uh i was writing um some uh recommendations for for an enduro athlete and so you want to be getting your your carbs in at like the least intense time regardless of your event that's going to allow you to to digest them the best so you guys uh enduro athletes are you get to the bottom of the hill um of your run and then you've got like quite a bit of time maybe you even like have to or get to take a shuttle or an uplift of some sort but like, that's the best time you could even have a more complex car sandwich that's going to make like a bacon sandwich <laughs> potentially um i don't know like you've got to exercise at pretty high intensities when you do so i'm not sure how the bacon <laughs> would settle but uh yeah, so that like the simple, simple stuff like the gel, like you got to ask yourself why, why a gel is, why is that the form that you need um, to get in for an event um, that has, I guess, hours of very light or passive um, recovery sessions. Uh, like first and foremost you want to eat real food that's going to allow you to um feel more satiated and stabilize your blood sugar at a better rate um so a sports drink and a gel for an enduro athlete's kind of like yeah if you can't you can't carry it all or you um you want that gel like i always have one or two gels during my races on me as emergencies because i don't know maybe my 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 bottle falls out you know if i'm in a biking event mountain bike and road cycling or something maybe i miss an aid station or they don't have my drink um personalized drink or i drop a cup this has all happened to me before so having an extra gel just i call them emergency gels like i'm sorted and maybe i i I blow up or like and feel my vision fading or whatever sooner than i thought i've got a backup um so i don't know maybe they're using them like that uh who knows but they really like because the exercise is such a low intensity when it is being done like after the end of a run depending on the course it's no real need for them to be like on the simplest of sugars there you go there you go uh, yeah so so then the bars yeah the bars are going to yeah again slow the digestion rate and help you feel fuller um, B
1: A R. Bar. What, what did I say? Yeah, he Bar. said bars. Yeah, bars. Like yeah, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make that clear for our um, North American listeners.
0: Just okay. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So, like, I have um, Snickers. Am I saying Snickers yeah, yeah, yeah. right? That's good. Cool. So, the mini Snickers, you know, the ones you get 12, 12 a pack. Um, they got about ten grams of carbs. About Six or eight grams of protein and a little bit of fat. Four grams of fat, I think. I find them amazing for ultra endurance events. Uh, I had them in my Ironman. I had them. I have them during my. I had them during my, run, them during so
1: like, my uh, five hour
0: indoor time trial when I was doing your study at the university. Yes, I included them in my research, mm-hmm. and I got strung over the coals for it by the reviewers. But uh, yep, they they just I mean that they're, they're made to digest without you even realizing you've eaten one, so you eat another 11. That's right. You know, like these these um, chocolate bar, candy bar manufacturers, they know what they're doing. They, they, they want to make sure there's as little impact on your digestive system as yeah, possible. Yeah, you don't
1: feel sick um, until you've had, like, at least 11. And even then, you're like, well, there's only one left, so I'll just have it. Exactly.
0: Uh, so, you know, Mars, Snickers, um, i just enjoyed the crunch like i'm out there for nine to ten hours like i don't mind having like a little bit of food yeah or at least feeling like i'm eating something and it's just the protein and the fat um is it doing anything for the rate of fat burning i mean yeah, if you're taking a medium chain triglyceride maybe but pretty much it's more just a, a feeling and in, in your digestive system yeah so um, I think' that's, that's pretty yeah, much that's pretty much it when, when you're running, you really want to avoid eating um, as much as possible. Just the impacts and the shaking up, I guess of your whole digestive system is not not conducive to digesting like complex foods.
1: Yeah, you don't want to end up in trouble like our friend Sam Shaw, who is knocking on doors during a marathon, <laughs> trying to get yeah. in.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I don't know. Do you have anything to add no, I, to there with the win? I think when? that's
1: great. That covers pretty much everything we need to talk about about carbohydrate. That's some of the misconceptions and maybe some of the pitfalls. So I think people can use this uh, to definitely dial in their strategy when it comes to the next event.
0: I guess one more thing, Matt, I'll ask you um, just to sum up the hour is. Recovery, like post exercise.
1: Okay, that's that is an important one. Yeah, like um, <laughs> so you need to top up your glycogen stores after the event, and there's a there's a window of time after you stop exercise where you can really s- uh, suck in more glycogen, um, and you know if you get in some uh, or sucking more glucose. So if you get more glucose and protein, actually you can suck them both in really really well, and that's within that window. So that would probably be along the lines of you know the jet planes after the race or something like that or why people will have a chocolate milk after the race um
0: yeah i'm i'm always um of the opinion um real food first so if you can eat real food um it's gonna allow more minerals and um better things for your digestive system like the additives that are in coca-cola and chocolate milk and things aren't the best for your your digestive system which can be quite um important when you've just thrashed yourself and maybe like put a whole bunch of very simple acidic carbohydrates through your system um so real food first otherwise yeah like if you if you can't get real food um then go into your supplement your you know recovery shakes or whatever but for the most part like if you have peanut butter on toast or a bowl of muesli like that's that's getting in what you need there we go so carbohydrate after yeah. the race that's a great way to wrap it up that's pretty much it alright Matt like, uh, I really enjoyed yeah, that. That. that thanks for that ok well until next time if you've got any questions will at pacoaching.tv or at performance.advantage on the gram um, matt, where, where can we hit you uh, up? You can hit me
1: up at matt at mtbphd.com or at mtb
0: underscore phd. On yep. the gram. All right, Matt, until next week. Sweet. Catch you later.